previously on Lost. You can shave them too. Uh, <laughs> shave them so they're all smooth. Soon we'll be asking when the prequel to Weed is coming. They would always be like, well, this one's a little bit more character driven. And you're like, okay, that's code for nothing's happening. Don't make me have to care about Rose and Bernard. <laughs> I know that I know the shit is about to go down. Like, is that like Muppet Babies? It's just like Muppet Babies. The joke was that they were already going to be coconut bowling by the end of the first 60 minutes. Remember, remember the jeans. Remember the fucked up jeans. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so this is the first official mention of Neil Froger. The, the, the Rose character causes me so much pain. You know, Jack's version of Alpha, which is doing the dumbest, yellingest thing possible. I always say, we don't, who needs the hat when you got fresh air? Have you ever watched, uh, this is totally unrelated, have you ever watched uh, Silicon Valley? I've seen a few episodes, a really funny show. Yeah, we're, we're almost done with season one. Uh, unfortunately, like half the male cast has been Me Too'd. Yes. But nonetheless, very funny show. Anything else uh, you've been watching or, or listening to or anything? I read this graphic novel by Jinji Ito, which is an adaptation mm -hmm. of uh, like a pre-war uh, Japanese novel called No Longer Human. It was great. That sounds good. Uh, I've been playing Monster Hunter with my older brother. Okay. Yeah, is, that, is that any good? It's good, but it's like uh, it's for kind of the quote unquote hardcore gamer. I could yeah, never in good conscience. Yeah, I recommend it. There's just like so much shit going on. But I've also been getting ready for the uh, ninth annual on cinema Oscar special, yeah. which mm -hmm. that's yeah, that's that's big for Spencer content. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually have been I haven't listened to like a true crime series in a long time, but I started listening to one from I think it's from a couple years ago. It's the Monster DC Sniper series, mm -hmm. which uh, is pretty good if you sort of want to relive a pivotal moment of both of our youths, I guess. Yeah. Given, given that we're from Northern Virginia. It's uh it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Lots of stuff I didn't know about it and like very good interviews with uh survivors and people whose families were uh were victims and stuff, including one that will speak to you, which is that one of the victims, they spoke to her husband, he was a I want to say Guatemalan, but he may have been Honduran immigrant who somehow got like pulled into Mormonism and married a Mormon woman when he barely spoke English. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, she got shot and that was no good. But um, very, very sort of like I was listening to it and he was like, oh, yeah, I came, you know, here from Central America and I started going to the Latter day Saints church. And I was like, mm -hmm that happen <laughs> <laughs> well um i think you know so i grew up in the version of mormonism where they were constantly talking about their growth um and it hadn't kind of flatlined at least when the church was in growth mode i think that central and like south america were huge partially i think partially because the book of mormon purports to be a story about in indigenous tribes and like, yeah. indigenous Americans, yeah, being part of the 
story of Christianity. Yeah, that makes some sense, actually. Yeah, but it, they've they've backed off from that claim, and thank God they aren't at least like programmatically like teaching these people that like. Oh yeah, your ancestors were Jews, and uh, they were the <laughs> the evil tribe tribe, the Lamanites, that uh, killed all of the good ones and were cursed with brown skin. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's like to imagine that like liberal Mormons are talking about I don't know combating white supremacy or whatever in their culture, while not recognizing they come from like the very definition of white supremacy in that yeah. like white people in the pre-existence were good enough to become white in this yeah. life yeah right uh, wasn't until the until the 70s right the black people couldn't be in the priesthood because they yeah. had the mark of mark of cain or whatever yeah good adam stuff. raised the cane <laughs> yeah uh, they, they they listened to the wrong bruce Springsteen <laughs> song um yeah good stuff all right you want to uh, you want to talk about lost absolutely let's do it um nothing more i want to do right now um Seriously. tonight uh because this is the you lost me podcast we are or so my name is ben that's spencer we talk about lost every week because i've seen it a bunch and he's never seen it before and tonight we're talking about episode 20 of season two two for the road uh, our second and lucia episode and a pretty big one so first off you fucking called it last week that Anna was going to get marked. I don't miss. Sure enough, neither does Michael. <laughs> sure enough. Man. Well, so it's interesting because when you said that, I obviously knew it was coming. And I it made me think back to when the show was on. And if I recall correctly, there was either like a rumor or maybe even a confirmation from the producers that like there was going to be another death this season and everybody if i recall correctly everybody kind of figured it was anna because a mix of things you know probably like you said like michelle rodriguez is a movie star like she probably did not necessarily want to move to hawaii for more than a year to film this show yeah also like you know, this was one of those, as you mentioned, I think a couple of weeks ago, one of the first shows where the producers could respond like to the internet in real time because, you know, there were all these blogs and forums and stuff. And she was not a well-liked character. So it kind of made sense that they might uh, get rid of her. And also she just like, I don't know, she didn't really seem very essential once the tailies merged with the losties like she kind of just started to fade to the background and never really like she was never going to take her place on the council of island dads and she was never going to be welcome in the women's auxiliary so like how long could you do just like her being uh like her being annoying <laughs> kind of yeah um, yeah I, th I think we both uh that last episode where she uh, featured prominently in that outcast walk with Saeed and Charlie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she, I, I think she started to pull her own a bit, but yeah, I mean, for a lot of reasons, it seemed pretty clear she wasn't going to be super long-term. But, I mean, I think that they did a good job of taking something that could have been really sort of rote and just like, all right, Anna's dead. And number one, having Michael shoot her, which was a bit of a surprise. And then, of yeah. course, having him turn around and shoot Libby. <laughs> yes. Um, and I will say that this is something that I, I very strictly remember from when the show was on, is that Anna is definitely dead. Like, you see the life leave her eyes. 
Libby, we don't know for sure because she had so, she was holding something in front of her. We didn't really see, you know, she fell, but we didn't necessarily see her actually die. So, uh, no spoilers, but there might be a little more to see from Libby. Okay. Um, uh, do you do you remember this that I just read five minutes ago uh, when I was re-familiarizing myself with? like uh, actors' names. On the wiki mm -hmm. for this episode, many uh, people anticipated the deaths of uh, actresses Michelle Rodriguez and Cynthia oh, yeah. Watros uh, because they had widely publicized drunk driving charges. I do remember Hawaii. that. There were a couple. I think that Daniel Day Kim actually also had a drunk driving charge at one point. Um, yeah, I remember that. I remember people thinking, oh, man, it's just like if you get caught with the law, do you get written off lost? <laughs> I, do, I do remember that. That's funny. Um, so yeah, what do you what you think of this episode? I uh, I thought the twist with Michael was kind of the best character plot twist of the mm -hmm. show so far because, like, this is a plot twist driven by one of the original Islanders. They didn't have to introduce some unknown quantity like that they could easily like get rid of and this seems like the first infraction that like if and when people find out he did this uh there's no way he's there's no way this is like hey michael don't do that again yeah. uh so this this i i love this so much this ruled it, it, it's like yeah, I mean, Rousseau didn't have to draw, walk in from the woods and mm -hmm. drop this this plot uh, thread in our laps. This was character driven, and it wasn't really and it, surprising. And it wasn't like when Shannon got shot, where it was a mistake. Yeah, it was just it was just Michael outright murdering someone in cold blood. Yeah, yeah. So what do and, you think? What do you think's going on with Michael? Um, I will just say, when he when he shot himself at the end. Mm -hmm. It's also pretty gnarly. Yeah, yeah. That I think that surprised me even more, just because I think what looks to be going on is he is staging it so it looks like Henry shoots him. Mm -hmm. Um, but just the amount of like self control it would take to shoot yourself. Yeah, uh, it's pretty remarkable to try and imagine. But yeah, mm -hmm. it looked like that was like a glancing blow, like not kind of straight to his heart or anything. Yeah, at least the way he pointed it at, at the end. Uh, so, you know, it's funny. I, I went back and I watched a bit of this episode again, just like killing killing time before we got on. And uh, Michael's first line this episode is maybe they just let him go, uh, which is pretty interesting. Uh, no, sorry, not Michael. Uh, Jack's first line. Jack, yeah when he's talking to, I think, Kate, maybe mm -hmm. when they're dragging him in or after they have. When they're still in the jungle, I think, when they've just found him. Yeah, and honestly, I that seems like he's right on the money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, let him go with instructions. Yeah. We'll see about that. Um, I guess let's talk a little bit about the flashback, because I actually really like this flashback, um, mm -hmm. which, like, the last time we'll see a flashback, I didn't like very much partially because it was just her being a killer cop almost yeah. <laughs> um yes. this one i thought was very fun um obviously first she quits being a police officer after her mother uh you know calls her in and you know pulls some thin blue line shit <laughs> um 
And then she's working airport security. And who does she run into but Christian? Um, a true character crossover in that it's not just, uh, you know, someone walking through the scene or like a brief intersection. They like straight up spend five days together. This isn't just a what, what a character cameo. Uh, yeah. This is this is a character crossover, and interestingly enough, like it only it only can be one because like you can imagine like producers looking at a corkboard and being like, "All right, who do we know that's never going to have a chance of meeting again?" Right? Yeah. Uh, someone who doesn't end up on the island, and someone who dies pretty early on the island. Like, mm -hmm. and so I, you know, I I like the performances in this flashback. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I think I think it's worth noting though I can't remember one where I feel like I got less relevant information than this. Well, that's uh, interesting you say that because we do see the scene with Christian yelling at that woman. Yeah, which yeah. I think is pretty interesting. Christian says he has a daughter in Australia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, of of course, there's that, but I guess. Maybe maybe I meant on like on the level of character, just because. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. As as we've said before, every time I am a and a bit a bit of a wet blanket with these structural criticisms, like at the end of the day, they all they all seem to go back to the structure of the show, right? The flashbacks, the way too many episodes, mm -hmm. and so like I can imagine, like I can only hope that this kind of flashback doesn't completely become the norm mm -hmm. just because it's like oh a couple episodes down the line um who do we got like uh kate's dad meets claire's baby daddy and <laughs> teaches him and, and like they kiss. <laughs> yeah they kiss <laughs> and he teaches him about like uh fatherhood yeah. like you know it i i think I, yeah, it's it's one it's one thing I keep coming back, and maybe I'm a broken record at this point about it. But with each new character uh, cameo or this time crossover, like I come to believe more that like there will not be a super fulfilling explanation for why these people ran into each other and crossed paths so much before mm -hmm. they got on the plane, and so I have to assume that. This is just kind of a novelty. Like, you know, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable to see characters interacting this way. But, you know, the more I see the novelty, the less I, the less I believe that it's going to end up being super meaningful. Of course, okay, I, could, I, could, I, could be, I could be wrong about that. But yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't mean that the interaction isn't fun. Yeah, I mean, speaking of, of just pure character cameos, I mean, Sawyer is at his best in this episode, in my opinion. <laughs> first, it, first off, in the flashback, literally saying, I'm walking here. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, uh, and then there, there was another great Sawyer moment for me. I mean, say I'm walking here. He had a very Sopranos-esque moment where he, you know, he's talking to Locke and he says, you too, Brutus. He, <laughs> he mispronounces, like misremembers uh, the quote. And that yeah. is, that's like a perfect like Sopranos joke saying like, Oh yeah, it's by uh, it's in much it's by Prince Machiavelli. Have you heard this quote? <laughs> Sun, or like Sun Tzu Machiavelli? Yeah, or, <laughs> or they they 
Sun Tzu is also a Sopranos. Oh, really? You know? So yeah, these the mispronunciations, the misremembering, uh, shit like that. That's yeah, that's perfect for Sawyer. Yeah. Who is walking here? He's walking here. Um, but you know, on a on I guess makes peace with her mom at the end and is heading home. Uh, but I think that sort of gets to what you're saying that like, there's not. I like the flashback because I think that Michelle Rodriguez and um. I'm sorry, I just want to look John Terry give really good performances, but you're right that like it's kind of rote in just that like they get drunk, she breaks up the fight, and then she's like, I'm done. But there's not really any reason for it. Like there's no uh there's no real character development so much as just she needs to turn around. So Yeah, I mean we we can imagine I, I guess now we know that uh before we met her, she was a little close to uh giving up her murdering ways. Um mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think that the Christian thing, excuse me, it's, I felt, it's almost like we heard those lines before that he's sharing in the car. He's like, and I could, I could resolve it all if I just apologize. I'm pretty sure he expressed all of that to Sawyer. To Sawyer, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, and and again, you know, I, un- I understand that uh, flashbacks for this many episodes per season. That's, yeah. Yeah, and that is that is an issue that the producers knew about, acknowledged, and did their best to resolve, but not always to with the best results. Man, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of who who the funniest like tertiary character pairings are going to yeah, be. Yeah, let's see. What if like uh, Jack's mom uh, turned out to be. Uh, in business with son's father okay <laughs> okay right. i like that like how, that how about uh let's get one of the con men together with uh boone's mom is that boone's mom uh, uh the yeah. one who who cuts who cuts shannon off who cuts shannon off yeah let's get her and one of the con men together at like a jimmy buffett cruise okay so one of the uh, guys who were checking in on Locke after his dad was supposed to have died. <laughs> yes. That that guy, the Italian one, uh, he is pen pals with uh, Echo's brother. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to write uh, all of these. Yeah, we got to write some fanfic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anything else about the flashback? Um, I mean, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that scene with... Uh, christian's fight with the woman saying she's my daughter what does that make you think does you do you think that's important or do you think it's a red herring um uh i think it's it's fodder for a future uh jack i don't know i don't know it'd be a flashback because how would we how would he act on that information in the past if he didn't Mm -hmm. know he had a long lost half sister Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really know what to to make of it yet. Uh long yeah. off half sister in Australia. Yeah, no, that's uh that's fair. Um I, I'll say it, I mean it, it does come up again. Like you know, yeah, yeah. Lost doesn't do scenes like that for no reason. So yeah. um yeah, anything else about the flashback though? Uh not really so much. I would if Ana Lucia were still here, I could imagine like a cool twist where she gets arrested as soon as she uh touches down back in LA but uh probably not <laughs> you know yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, probably. Here, here's your badge back. <laughs> yeah, here's here's a, here's a second gun. Yeah, here's a lolly. Um, no, I I think that's I think that's about it. I think that's about what I what I got for that. All right, let's do the on island stuff then. Um, <laughs> fucking great scene where Henry tries to kill Anna. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, just like just like Michael Emerson looking straight up feral as he as he grabs her and digs his thumbs into her throat. Yeah, just a just a a burst of movement after none for, I guess this last half a season from him essentially. Yeah, he's been uh, around for a while at this point now. Yeah, that was that was cool shit. Um, and it, it's kind of cool hearing him say, you know, that uh, you killed two of us, and uh, you know they were good people. Um continuing that sort of theme of good and bad people that are so seem so important to Henry. Yeah, and it's um it's it's weird to see him to express I don't know what like revenge based on loyalty, I don't know, love, admiration for these people. Uh yeah, I I I guess that's that's kind of almost what surprised me most, you know, that he that he felt enough in that moment for that violent act uh mm-hmm. yeah but then later what i actually thought was even cooler was when he says you know he tried to convince us that you could change uh when he mentions goodwin because i hadn't really and i remember thinking this at the time like it hadn't really occurred to me that like goodwin probably like snuck back to wherever the others are yeah in, in the night to like tell them about these people it's pretty wild to think that like how much information we now know that Henry has about them. Like he knows exactly everything about Aunt Lucy, and he probably knows because of Ethan. He probably knows some about Jack and Locke and and all them. Yeah. Um, which brings us also to first off, Locke braining Henry, pretty cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with the with the crutch. Um, then says that you know he was on his way here to bring Locke back with them, which you know if any member of the camp is going to be seduced by being told that he was chosen, it's Locke. Yeah. And I, I'm so, Oh yeah. Damn. I didn't even think about, uh, about how his whole, his, his backstory makes that kind of uniquely true. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. I, um, uh, what a fun twist. I, I feel like this has been, this has been kind of be, being built to since so early. Mm-hmm. Uh, since it was clear he had that special relationship to the island, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I. Th- it's interesting to see. I I think this looks to be the seeds for whatever Locke will go through for the next few episodes. Just because mm-hmm. I would be surprised if I saw a season end without, just like last season, some big you know, probably Jack and Locke centric, uh, confrontation. Stand- yeah. Confrontation or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I mean, we are getting down to brass tacks in this season and the finale of this season, I'll say is probably the weakest of the six finales, but it's okay. still really, really good. All right. Um, yeah, it's, I, the, the, you're a, you're the killer, Anna. That line. Mm-hmm. It, oh yeah. Of course, of course. It's you know he could just be basing that off of, uh, 
who did she kill? What's the name of that guy? Goodwin. Goodwin. Um, and, and she also killed another other during the second raid, I think. Yeah. The one who and, she gets the uh, the knife from. Mm-hmm. And th- this doesn't seem, you know, to be literally true to me, but it almost uh, suggests this possibility that, like, uh, the others, like, know their backstories. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's actually the case, but it gives them this kind of, like, malevolent feel, you know? Yeah, uh, no, that's like something it, to keep it, in mind for sure. Yeah, if they if they really do kind of uh, gauge good and bad people, uh, yeah, give, it gives them the feel of kind of, like, seeing through you. Yeah. Uh, fun stuff with uh, Anna and Sawyer. Always a fun combo of, like, two of the scummiest people on the island. Yeah, yes. Uh, the scene, the scene where he where she attacks him and then seduces him, very uncomfortable because he looks very lecherous as he like per- perches atop her. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I think this, this just goes back to my headcanon. Like, after that scene, she's just kind of like surprised because Sawyer thinks sex is like just humping at like belly button level. Uh, yeah so in in my head they didn't actually have sex he just thinks they did that's fair but she gets his gun uh and goes to uh back to the hatch but let's let's talk uh, we'll get to sort of the ending scene again to sort of talk about a little more but let's let's talk about hurley i'm so sad for hurley yeah seriously i it was it's so weird to see someone introduced as a love interest and then written off so soon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and also, I mean, again, I'm not going to tell you for sure what happens to Libby, but like now there are four tailies who made it back to the camp and now two of them have been shot. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it, it does sort of seem like, why did we spend so much time getting to know them? If you're just going to shoot them. Yeah. Dispose, dispose of those pretty quickly is kind of, yeah. is kind of what I thought. I mean, echo got lucky. Uh, yeah. But Ember nerd is still yeah, hanging out. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> uh, yeah who knows who knows what could happen to him before the season ends yeah um, he might have to put on his pants again but yeah it's like i think the word the word fridging comes to mind are you familiar yeah the from the batman comic right it's from some comic uh you know uh like some superhero's corpse is uh ends up in the fridge and it's some like driving you if know I- it, if I recall correctly, it is a superhero's love interest corpse. Oh, yeah. And, Excuse me. I said that wrong. And so it's it's like, I mean, number one, it's just like can be seen as kind of lazy storytelling, but it's also seen as sort of like the uh, misogyny or just sort of male centrism of comics writing where the only thing women can do is get raped and killed to provide yes. men with motivation. Yeah, and so obviously it's, you know, not that extreme because we don't get so much like, you know, it's not gruesome, it's not really lingering on the act, but mm-hmm. still it's, I mean, there's an odd bit of parallelism too because like they're trying to go to the same beach where Saeed took Shannon, <laughs> right? Yeah, and yeah. so it's almost like 
you know, I I got a place where you can take your girlfriend who's about to die. <laughs> your, your, your blonde girlfriend who's about to get marked. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's it's odd. It's really odd. Uh, I don't I don't think it's I don't know, like assuming she's gone or horribly maimed, it's um yeah, it doesn't really hit for me so far. Just because yeah. I don't think we got enough time for the relationship to matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they just kissed for the first time last week. Yeah. It, or weird maybe cho- the week before. Weird choice to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I see that. Um, just sort of more general Harley stuff. Uh, very good little character note that feels very much like the writers writing themselves in to have Hurley try to reference uh, say anything. Oh, yeah. Yes. Also, have you ever actually seen that movie? No, I haven't. Um, It's not that that good. Yeah, I think the last thing I saw John Cusack in was the uh, Brian Wilson. Oh, wow. Is that any good? I remember... I remember like the younger the younger Brian Wilson scenes with Paul Dano at least being really compelling. Mm, okay. uh, partially because like uh I don't know, you you probably know the the whole the whole thing about like their abusive like manager and father. Yeah, well and then he went to the abusive doctor, obviously too. Um, yeah. Dr. Landing. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Uh but no, I have had not seen say anything. As far as the Hurley stuff goes, man, you you don't get much you don't get a better sight gag than stumbling onto the beach. <laughs> Hurley like kind of throws his arms like we're here and then just the camera just swivels and it's like, "Oh, Jen's here." <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dope. Very funny. Um one other thing I wanted to mention from the Henry stuff before we get to the end was or and some of the michael stuff too was uh henry once again mentions he this sort of mythical figure who's in charge of the others and says you know he's a brilliant man but not a forgiving man yeah um so maybe kind of uh, sticking with your sort of thing about him being maybe the randall flag of uh of the lost universe yeah i mean that that again you know i want to give you credit for uh like the lost closest fictional parallel being the stand. There will be there will be many many more stand references to come. Oh man, for stand men like us, that's for stand uh... men like us. I still <laughs> haven't watched that show. I still haven't watched it. Do um, you? <laughs> I, I'd like to. I'd like to. Yeah. I I, uh, I I think I mentioned it before, but holy God, is it? It's it's passable until mm-hmm. you get to the Las Vegas scenes. They are so fucking cringe. Okay. It's just like. They tried to uh, portray satanic evil, and it's just a nightclub. <laughs> like all they all they really do is club, and maybe there's also like a gladiator pit. But if you like pan the camera away from the gladiator pit, it's just like, I don't know, is this that bad? <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael stuff, real quick. Um, you know, he says he saw the others. He says that he. That they're unarmed, that they only have one gun, that they have a hatch, uh, that they're simple, wearing dirty clothes. Um, but we also see Michael at the end, you know, possibly be, uh, you know, doing something shady. So what do you think? Do you believe him? Do you think that he's lying? Where, where are you on Michael right now? Well, let's see. Kate has not, has Kate divulged Last the... week. Last week, she told Jack about the, okay. beard, the beard glue and the clothes on hangers and all that. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like with the knowing what we do about the like stage makeup or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. you got to take uh, anything he says about them being like primitive fish eaters with a with a <laughs> grain of salt. Yeah, fish eaters. I like that. <laughs> Seems like a, like a a long lost racial slur. <laughs> yes, uh, but. One one kind of fun thing, maybe this is yeah, skipping ahead to the just like final Michael. No, we can we can go to that. Yeah. One fun thing is you know Harold Perrineau. For all for all we we love about him, I don't think he's he's no great actor. Mm-hmm. One fun thing I think I picked up on though in these in these later scenes when. What does Michael say? He's talking to Ana Lucia and he's like, they're, they're animals. <laughs> I, at first, when I was watching that scene, I didn't know what he was about to do. I was just like, damn, did he just like forget how to act? But I, th- <laughs> I think honestly, I think he's, he's purposefully uh, making those lines a little wooden, you know, yeah, because you can imagine that like Michael is probably a pretty bad liar. Yeah. Uh, because he's, he's- He's playing Michael acting. Yeah, uh, no, so actually pretty good. Yeah, I I really I really love that. Looking looking back at those scenes, uh, yeah, Michael not not high not high in the guile department. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, and then and then we get the ending where you know he, <laughs> I love the little I'm sorry before he turns and shoots Anna. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I definitely one of the top five i'd say like uh twists in the show is mm-hmm. is michael turning and shooting anna yeah and the the libby the libby add-on just makes it so senseless mm-hmm. uh that it's yeah it's 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 gnarly it's it's like well and it, it sort of shows that like michael you know we don't really know what his motivation is yet but we do know that he's like not in his right mind per se, right? Like he's not not necessarily not not in his right mind, but he's not thinking clearly. Like he doesn't have a plan. Yeah. Right? Like he sees Libby and he just sort of it's clearly he was just startled and shoots her. Yeah, yes. Uh you know, you said you said poor Hurley, but it's just like, well, I walked onto the uh balcony and it broke and then I fucked up the picnic. Uh so <laughs> she died. I mean she's only there because he didn't like he didn't get banged blankets. Didn't get the blankets, that's right. That's that's just cruel. Why do why do you gotta put that on on my man's on my man Hugo? Yeah. On my big boy. <laughs> it's rough. He um, doesn't he doesn't need that. Yeah. All right. Uh anything else about this episode for you? Um Oh, one other one other thing. Um, we should talk about the Sawyer stuff at the end. Um, uh, he's reading that manuscript, and yeah. Jack throws it in the fire. So this is a little bit of uh, behind the scenes stuff that you would never get on the show. So if you look closely at the manuscript, it is called Bad Twin, and it's by a guy named Gary Trout. Mm-hmm. So within the official canon of the show. Gary Traup was the man who got sucked into the um, turbine at the beginning of the pilot, Holy that explosion. <laughs> and there was an actual book of Bad Twin published. And I've never read it, but I've heard it's one of the just like shittiest, most poorly written things <laughs> ever. It's just like a t- horrible attempt at a tie-in. 
Um, so that's fun. And then the other thing is that this episode, or this episode, I should say, um, was the launch of the first Lost alternate reality game called The oh. Lost Experience. And when you watched it, there was a commercial for the Hanso Foundation that aired during the episode and gave a toll-free number that you could call, get some clues, and which would later be uh, explored during the re- the alternate reality game uh, in the summer. And these alternate reality games are what I've told you that I've heard sort of a theory that Lost is responsible for QAnon because <laughs> it put people in this mind of like hunting for clues and it's sort of like was the birth of this idea of like uh, internet conspiracy, not the birth of this idea of internet conspiracy, but it's obviously they existed before, but in some ways pushed them into the mainstream. So uh, there were a couple more during the show, but this is, uh, this was the first one. So there's sort of look, sem- up, look up that commercial. Uh, yeah. I think you could probably find it on YouTube. It's worth watching. It's a, it's a fun one. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, I think pretty much it for that episode um, next week episode called question mark and it is an echo episode um and if you recall the question mark was at the center of uh the blast door map so maybe maybe getting a little more on that um (laughs) well i mean look there's a lot of oh i guess Locke was writing down the thing oh so on Locke's blast door map or on both well, on the one that he saw, there was a big question mark, and then oh, he, okay. in the ah. center, and then he, you know, copied it around it. But um, yeah, it's a good one. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, then we got two more after that, and we will be wrapping up season two. Holy shit! Uh, so uh, we're 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 moving forward. Um, yeah. Anything else? Who did you say that uh, Echo's brother was going to meet in the in the fan fiction he, pairing? He is going to be. Echo's brother is going to be a pen pal with the Italian mobster who was looking for Locke's dad. Oh, well, I can't I can't wait to see the yeah. Italian mobster again. This yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Um, this is the Lost Me Pod. Um, uh, let us know if you like us, and we'll be back next week. And we will see you guys around. Have a good one.